All right, everybody, welcome to a very special 10th episode of Tools for Tools with Ninja and the Birdman. My name is Juan Huevos. I have been uh, working with Tom and Hardy on this podcast since our very first episode on April 30th of this year, 2019. So we've been doing this for a little over seven months now. I've been doing a little production with these guys. I do all the editing and I add all the music and sound and songs that uh, will probably be uh, busted for uh, one day for a copyright violation. Today, we are going to do sort of a bit of a retrospective, a bit of a check-in, and uh, see how uh, the guys are feeling about this podcast we've been doing, see where they're at, see what they think about what we've done, and maybe hear a little bit about what we might do in the future. All right, so I'm sitting here with uh, Hardy, a.k.a. Ninja, and Tom, a.k.a. The Birdman. Tom, how are you feeling today? Balanced. What uh, What does balance mean to you, my friend? It's like balance between... My work, my family, and myself. There just seems to be, uh, feels good right now. All right. How about you, Hardy? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man. I just moved into a new house, and uh, it's sort of set up to be a dream house. And I'm, I'm unpacking, you know, my stuff, but I'm trying to figure out, like, what, what I'm going to do in the future, what sort of projects I'm creating. So I'm in this uh, very creative space mentally right now. Would you say you're doing some uh, mental unpacking as well? Mental unpacking and a lot of physical unpacking. It's a whole different type of workout. And you're like uh, kind of out in the woods now a little bit or? Yeah, it's out in the woods. I've, I had a uh, two minute commute to work for the last 12 years and now I'm pushing 30 minutes. But <laughs> I was going to bring that up because that's, uh, you complain about that a lot. You're not looking forward to this extra, extra driving time, are you? Well, it's been great. It's let me catch up on podcast so i've been going back and listening to some of the past episodes of the ninja and the birdman so i'm excited we're doing our retrospective today because i am ready all right okay one thing that really stuck with me and this was one of our more uh listened to episodes it was uh episode six i believe and tom in this episode you were pretty down man you were feeling really bad about what happened with the uh donuts that you had been doing at your restaurant and i I believe you have now phased those out and I just wanted to know how you feel about all that and uh, where you're at with uh, with that process. Well, I brought donuts back starting Thursday. Okay. Well, this is news <laughs> to me and maybe to some of our listeners as well. So, uh, yeah, tell me what's going on with the donuts. Yeah, let's go back a little bit. Yeah, I, I was, like, really fed up with the whole freaking thing, man. You know, donuts is, are not what I started out with the conceptually thinking for Thrive. They made themselves in. They really made us big. They were a big part of it. But we were never able to do them in the same way that we did when we first opened Rise. We never will be able to again. And there was just so much chatter from reviews or Facebook stuff, just so much in my face, just kind of putting me down for what we were doing. That it was really messing with my psyche. Putting you down for not having the donuts anymore? Yeah, just like, who are they, idiots, whatever, why don't they do them what they used to, which is basically impossible, especially you know when you have 17 stores. But for me, there was also the stores had to make more money too. And it just didn't work. And stores weren't making the money they need to make. And our stores included. So when I got rid of the donuts for the two periods I did, I fixed our finances. I got everything in line. I lowered our cost of goods. I lowered our labor. I raised our profit. And really even doing a considerable amount less in sales, we made more in profit. So that's a great thing. We got the ship in order. And now we're going to bring them back limited, limited availability, 
and not do them for delivery. So we got rid of some of the friction points with doing donuts. So now I'm fine with doing the freaking donuts. People spoke, we listened, we brought them back. That's really where we are right now. And when you say you're bringing them back in a limited capacity, what uh, what's coming back? Just rings. We're going to do the double glaze, the chocolate ice, uh, vanilla sprinkle, and then a seasonal donut. So just rings, you mean like the traditional like round donut missing a, a donut hole? Yeah, what they call them in uh, Europe or Simpsons. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny because when you, I was totally seeing like a, a Homer Simpson-esque donut in my head. Yeah, they're for, you know, they're for the family. I mean, that's who we lost when we lost some people, people who had a kid and my kids included, you know, wanted to go to Rise and they wanted a freaking donut and I wanted a biscuit. And then they really just weren't excited about going there for that. So we're not trying to fulfill the donut hole for the foodies. We're trying to fill it for the families. We're a biscuit shop, a gourmet biscuit shop that has really, really good donuts too on top of it. So another moment that really stuck out to me was, um, Tom, your dog actually died. Um, and I believe you were out on a birding trip at the time. And I know that, uh, you really hated not being there and you, you felt that you'd maybe been a little selfish with your dog in the past. And you read us a really, uh, amazing poem that you wrote. And that was a, a really moving moment on the podcast, but I understand there's a new dog in your life. Yeah, we got a new dog. Um, I was actually, we, we just come back from Costa Rica and our dog was sick while she was in the kennel. And then we had to put her down like two days after we got back. And Lexi we'd had for like 13 years, so she was a big part of the family and did that as a family. And it hit me because I wasn't ever really the great dog owner at all. I just kind of ignored her a lot of times. But anyways, we have a few months have passed, and the girls really wanted to get a dog, and I was really wanting a dog. So we adopted a lab from um, the Lab Rescue, and we now have a little 10-week-old puppy named Karma. And what made you name your puppy Karma? You know, there's this guy who has a podcast I listen to a lot, and a lot of his podcasts he does while he's walking his dog, and his dog's named Karma, and his dog's pretty old and getting ready to die pretty soon, but I always liked that his dog's name was Karma, so that was a pretty big, a hard sell with the girls, but they bought in, and now it's great. Well, you're a you're a a, a bulldog of a salesman, man. So uh, <laughs> you're gonna, I'm not surprised you're able to sell them on it. Well, it's uh, like you eventually. want the dog, or if you're gonna want the dog, his name's gonna be Karma. <laughs> Pretty nice, good sales technique. Nice ultimatum right there. And so Hardy, I understand that maybe you're looking for a new dog as well, or is that just a rumor? No, I have a dog now that uh, her name is Deborah Hufflepuff, and for a very very <laughs> similar very similar rule, I. I went to the dog rescue with a very specific dog in mind and my uh, other members in my family decided that we were going to get the dog that we wound up with and I was grumpy about it. It's like, fine, if if you pick the dog then I get to name her and her name's going to be Deborah Hufflepuff. So <laughs> you get mad at her, you got to scream, come here Deborah!" And, and it's worked out. Well, a lot, of, a lot of name controversy going on with these dogs here. You, yep. try to get a, you try to get a dog with kids and everybody come out to the same, all right, that's exactly what we all want. Yep. Well, Deborah has uh, turned into uh, Debs or Deberton or Debo for short. Raiden's first movie, my son's first movie, uh, when he was in the hospital right after he was born was Friday. So we always joke about uh, Debo and stuff like that. So we call our dog. Your, how old was your uh, was your son when he watched Friday? Um, a few hours. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he probably uh, he probably didn't have a job and probably didn't have to do either. Nah, he was good. He was just hanging out, hanging out. <laughs> Uh, uh, my uh, my cat's name is uh, Casino, but uh, I call her Peanut. But no, I didn't have to argue with anybody to uh, to make that name stick. So 
one thing I wanted to ask y'all, we did a intro episode and, you know, this podcast has really sort of evolved over time. I would say, if anything, one sort of concurrent theme has been sort of just like a a motivational kind of vibe, you know. Uh, y'all definitely have a lot of life experience and are going through a lot of uh, things. Uh, there's always been some kind of good motivational lessons buried into all these episodes. But in the intro episode, you know, there was a big emphasis on the outdoors and nature and hunting and things like that. Have have y'all been able to, you know, keep up with that lifestyle as much? Is that still something that's important to y'all? Is that still something you'd see yourself talking about on this podcast? Man. I've been looking for campers for a while, so I'm digging in. I really want to go a little deeper into the whole camping thing, get even more into nature. Um, I think I've watched about 24,000 YouTube videos in the top 10 best campers one way or another, and I plan on going to a couple of camper RV shows coming up. So I actually want to dive deeper into that area. I found myself kind of like the, uh, the cushy birder who went and stayed in the hotel or stayed in the house when I went birding, but I kind of want to get deeper in. So, yeah, it's coming a bigger thing for me now, or going to be. And with me moving out a little bit further out of town, it was definitely to get myself, but primarily to get my son closer to nature. I grew up very close to nature and uh, not in town directly. So I wanted the same experience for him. I wanted ponds and creeks for him to play in and to be able to see and hear the animals run around instead of hearing the ambulance run down the road and the sirens and stuff like that at night. So it's been fantastic so far i haven't hunted yet this hunting season because i've been moving but i know where all of my gear is and as soon as i get some time to sneak out i'm gonna be back at a tree stand yeah you know i really thought we were actually going to be talking about guns more on this on this podcast and uh we had we had some nice gun vibes going in uh the first couple episodes and then we kind of lost those but uh you know, you guys are you guys are sweet, tender uh, role models, and uh, maybe you don't uh, maybe you don't want to talk about guns as much as uh, as I would secretly or not secretly like y'all to. Well, what good is it to be a hot mess if you're not going to share your hot mess? <laughs> yeah, there has been there has been some uh, maybe some hot mess moments. Speaking of hot messes, another moment that really stands out to me um, does involve sort of like uh, some camping for you, Hardy. It's from episode seven, an episode aptly titled Fanny Packs Are Optional, when you ended up, I believe, naked on a beach wearing nothing but a fanny pack. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. That was that was certainly a hot mess. It was so hot that I took off all of my clothes and I was just running around a beach in Hawaii with a fanny pack and a big survival knife on my hip in case we were attacked by pigs. That hasn't happened since, but I do believe because it's been cooler as we're moving into winter, so I have to at least wear some long socks with my fanny pack. All right, our fourth episode was called Find Time for Your Family, and I know you guys both work a lot. Tom, I know that you have you know, probably worked so much lately that maybe you have felt uh, distant from your family, and I know that spending time with them has been important to you. So how would you say that's been going uh, at this point? Have you you know, been able to spend the time that you've been hoping for with your family, or are you still feeling distant from them? Or You know, for me, it's you know, not as much as spending time in the same area, but actually interacting with them. And that's kind of what I was talking about with balance today. I am. Um, I'm feeling more balanced. We all drove to Tennessee for Thanksgiving, stayed with my wife's sister out in the country, and that was, did bonfires, and that was really nice and kind of pulled us together some and came back and adopted this dog this last weekend, Karma, and then 
yesterday, a lot of times the girls will like come over to school, they'll eat something sweet, and then they'll get on a, a iPad or something, and then they're crazy. I was like, hey, can we stop that? <laughs> so yesterday they came home. It was the first day after school with the new dog. They took the dog out. They woke up early, took the dog out. Then they came home, took the dog out. Then they came in, started working on the homework. And I've actually been helping them with homework a couple of times lately, which isn't my MO. But I've done that. And then at dinner, you know, I'm saying, hey, y'all are really good today. And Fiona's like, oh, yeah, I really like this routine. Let's keep this routine. So, yeah, it kind of comes back to me on being the the – the father of the family and making sure we keep a routine. And I think that's going to help us get even closer. I try not to force it. And we, one of the first things we put up at the new house was a little fire pit and it's temporary, but we've already had like four fires out there and that's all my son wants to do is go make a fire and hang out. So I'm uh, in the process of designing and figuring out how we're going to construct a fire pit that I can cook our breakfast on and oh, this nice. sort of stuff outside. So it's going to be great, but being able to uh, have his, little playground outside the the house we bought actually had a slide built into it the lady who lived there before had her grandkids that would come over and she has a slide built in off of the back deck so it's great and we're spending a lot of time outside where the internet's pretty rough where we are so my screen time on my phone has gone down significantly out of necessity and it's been fantastic but again we're figuring out our new routine well obviously moving can be stressful um so how's that been how have y'all been getting along during the move i'm really lucky with my family they they we support each other we we tend to not bark at each other um i don't know if it's an intuition that my wife has but if i need a little space to work on something i never have to ask for it she kind of gives it to me but she'll check in periodically to see if i need some help and I hope that I do the same for her uh, my son's pretty young and he's um, he still thinks we're on vacation you know he thinks we're at the, the vacation house and I think he's sort of considering when are we going to go back home but you know I think he'll also be really happy when he realizes for sure that this is his new home well it's funny that this is uh, an episode um, where y'all are sort of reflecting on what y'all have done and maybe on y'all's uh, relationship. Just real quick, how long have you? How long have y'all known each other? Since uh, ninety nine. That no, long? Hold it, hold it. No, it wasn't ninety nine. Sorry, it was oh uh, nine. It was 09, 10, over 10 years. <laughs> okay. Or was it 07? Big, big difference between yeah. the two. So, yeah, I mean, years, said the wrong year. so we're good. looking at over over 10 years, though. Over you 10 guys, years. You guys yeah, have known each years. other. So, you know, our second episode was called Enjoy Your Exercise. <laughs> and I bring that up because I feel like maybe we had a little bit of a call out today. Uh, y'all have some history uh, with Hardy with you training Tom, but there seems to be a little controversy around your dedication uh, to that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've heard some rumors, so You're I don't know if either it. one of y'all have a response to <laughs> well, that. Let me tell you what I got on my phone a little <laughs> bit ago. Once I got service again, I got this picture of a, a lean Tom standing by a, tra- a trainer, and he said, you know, this was me ever, however many years, two years ago, ago. Two years ago. <laughs> he said, and it can happen again, but this was me with a really dedicated trainer <laughs> or committed trainer. And what I inferred from that is that I am less than dedicated or committed in Tom's eyes. So this this was shots fired. I, you know, it, it, it felt that way. There was a little bit of a sting to it. It was a little bit of a burn. Tom, just, what, what, were, you, uh, were you firing shots at, uh, at uh, Ninja over here or what? You know, man, I'm not looking forward to my next workout, really, with him. But um, 
all I was really trying to do, well, I've been trying to get myself in a mind space to work out again and to start losing weight. And when Hardy and I worked out yesterday morning, Hardy said something when I was leaving. He said, you know, be your brand, you know, and that has a, a, a really hits home. And you say, here I am trying to share my stories and help motivate other people and inspire them. Yet my fat ass can't get up to work out and stuff my face as much food as i can so when someone says be your brand i'm like okay i'll be my brand all right it's time to push it so i think that that was just more of a for me it was more of a let's go i got a question for y'all um you know tom you talk about food a lot obviously because you're in the food industry so i'm gonna ask both y'all this but uh hardy you know you look like you live off a diet of boneless skinless chicken breast and cucumbers um, so I wanted to know, uh, what are y'all's favorite foods? Like Hardy, what would you say, uh, your favorite food? Not, not necessarily related to any diet that you may adhere to as far as, you know, for your training regimen, but in general, Hardy, what would you say, uh, your favorite food is, or at least one of them? Every ninja's favorite food is pizza. If the Ninja Turtles taught us <laughs> nothing, it's pizza. Hey, this is a 10. The tab's 13. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on. I couldn't find a place. Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. I gotta get a new route. All right. Todd, Todd, what about you? What's one of your your favorite foods to eat? Dude, I eat cheese in bed. (laughs) (laughs) What can I freaking say? Who eats cheese in bed? Are we talking about like uh, craft singles here? Are we talking I'm, about a I'm wheel seeing, of we're talking slabs? No, no, a wheel slabs of brie? Of <laughs> slabs of cheddar, slabs of jalapeno jack. Just eating them in my bed. No cracker, no bread, just cheese. Oh my God. You know, I, I try to avoid uh, dairy. So when I do eat it, I eat it like a glutton. And uh, I did buy some cheese recently that I could not be bothered to slice. So I did hold a, a block of cheese in my mitt and uh, take bites out of it like an apple. And it, it's really nice looking at your your teeth ridge in the cheese. You know, you get a really good uh, impression. You get kind of kind of get I, to know what you're working with. I went to an integrative medicine doctor the other day, and it's the first time I've seen her. And first, she's like, I'm like, all right, I need to lose weight. She goes, okay, no sugar, no flour, no dairy. And then she goes, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I serve sugar, flour, and dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I've... Two days into it, I've been following it pretty uh, tight. So, you know, now she just has to pick up the workout. All right, guys. Well, so this is the time when, you know, we kind of ask the question. We've had uh, 10. This is our official 10th episode. We started at episode zero with an intro. And uh, we've been uh, chugging along ever since. Uh, what do you guys see uh, as far as the podcast moving forward? What other projects do you have going on? I know that's something that we're going to talk about uh, in future episodes, uh, maybe even the next one, uh, about some stuff that y'all are working on. But where do you see this going? What have you liked? Maybe what have you disliked? What have you, uh, you know, any comments that you have on where we're at today? I'd love to hear them. You know, for me, I, I think this drama that I've been going through over the last seven months that we've been doing is kind of coming to a to the end of it, I'm feeling pretty balanced. Like I said, first thing today, I'm ready to kind of be more in telling a story of more where I'm going and what's going on instead of where I've been and how I've been feeling a more positive message moving forward, trying to share the, 
you know, the hope and strength, as they say, in the rims with everybody else who's kind of listening here. And I want to put a lot more birding into this. This is, I'm going to put a big focus into birding this coming year. Awesome. I'm loving the, uh, the, the sort of self-help vibe, but I'm also, uh, I miss that nature centric focus that we had as well. So with Tom getting back into birding and, uh, us having a good chunk of winter left where there's not going to be any bugs out here. We can get, get back out in the woods. I'm hoping to have another camping trip with Tom to, uh, sort of hash out our direction and where this is going to go. But it's been so fun having this dialogue with Tom that I've had for so many years, but being able to record it and put it on something and actually having people listen to it. So everybody out there who's listening, I appreciate what, uh, what you guys bring to the thing by being a receptive ear for us. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I really think this kind of started with this sort of like kind of outdoorsy kind of like guys in the woods thing. And it, it really turned into this a little, I know, I think I already said sweet, but like a little bit more of like a sweeter thing and a little bit of sort of like, you know, Zen and the art of business and, uh, you know, y'all showing a little bit more of your, your vulnerabilities and, and kind of growing through stuff. And, you know, Hardy, you told us these some of these really awesome straight-up ninja uh, adventures. And, Tom, you even though you do want to focus more on birding, you've really hit us with a lot of really awesome birding stories. I think we all get a kick out of Bird of the Day and hearing the different ways that you flip that. I think that uh, I like both. I like both directions, you know. Um, but the, the outdoorsy stuff was fun. I think people were into that. Uh, I think we were all into that. So... You know, if that comes back around again, cool. If y'all go on a totally different tangent, cool. And, you know, I'd like people to know that we're all, all three of us really busy. And uh, this podcast is pretty much done on the fly. I mean, we do kind of discuss a little bit what we're going to talk about. But uh, this is mostly done off the cuff. And I've just been really pleased at, you know, what we've been able to come up with considering, you know, how little time we actually can uh, dedicate to the podcast outside of actually recording it. So, you know, you guys have been working really hard to, to make this awesome. And I just want to say that I appreciate y'all. Uh, we love having you, man. It wouldn't be, we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have you. You're, you're awesome, John. You know, that's why we're going to do a little spinoff. You know, a little spinoff that I'm working on right now is I started this thing, Hypermanic Birdman, and I'm rebranding it and just relaunched it yesterday on Facebook called Your Birding Story because I realized my stories are only going to last so long. So I'm wanting to bring other people in and give them a medium to tell their story, part on podcasts, but part on the site with pictures and videos and however else they want to tell their story for birding. And I learned so much from Hardy because in some of the podcasts was kind of like he was interviewing me to get more stuff out of me. And that was just amazing the way that Hardy handled that. So taking that, thank you for Hardy for doing that because I'm going to try to take this into this little spinoff that I'm doing as well. Yeah, Hardy, you are a, a great conversationalist. You always uh, keep the conversation going. Whenever there's like a moment, that awkward pause where we're all kind of staring at each other, I feel like Hardy always jumps in with a, a good question or a follow-up to keep things moving. So It's like a point guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely uh, we're definitely a, a team up in here. And, and Hardy, I know that, um, you know, if you and I ever, if our schedules can ever line up, I know that you have kind of like a spinoff that you want to do as well, that not even really a spinoff, but more dedicated to your own sort of side I don't even know what to call it. It's it's basically like a like a lifestyle. I don't know if we call it a blog. What do you here? Why don't you just tell us a little bit about Ninja Every Day and what you see uh, happening with that as far as like podcasts are concerned? I have a website called the Ninja Every Day, and it's a um, opportunity for people to follow me on my journey towards what 
uh, we call the Tatsujin or the fully actualized person. And I want to hit that Tatsujin ideal by following the Kaizen principle of trying to be a little bit better every day than I was the day before. A few things that I try to use to uh, push myself in that direction of growth is my time outside, my, my fitness training, uh, obviously the martial arts training. So that's what the Ninja Everyday encompasses. Survival skills, um, different martial arts things specific to Toshindo and Jiu-Jitsu, and then a lot of knife reviews. I really like knives. I like knives too. I like guns, swords, sticks, rocks. I'm glad that you said that, um, you know, that this was a way for people to come with you on your journey, because I think, you know, both of you are on journeys. I mean, obviously we're all together in this, this journey of life, but the two of you really are on paths. Um, you know, your life has led y'all in, in directions and I think that y'all are both, uh, growing and it's really cool that y'all are, are sharing that with people here on the podcast. So good luck to y'all in your journey and to anybody that's listening. Thanks for hanging with us and stay tuned to hear more about the journeys of Ninja and the Birdman. Thanks a lot. Oh,